Ladies, there is such a thing as being too nice. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I know there are plenty of women out there who prefer singleness and they love it. One of my friends recently said, you know, I don't want a man. And I get it, but I don't feel that way. I've never felt that way. I would prefer to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And for a long time, that was really a source of sadness for me because part of my definition of a fulfilled life includes being a wife and a mother, but I realized I needed to make peace with being single because even if that never changed, I just wanted to be happy. And that's what wonderful life is about. It's not about getting you to a place where you hate men and you don't want a relationship. And it's not about getting you to a place where you prefer singleness. And it's not about getting you to a place where you've just given up and decided, well, I guess I'll just have to make the best of it. It's about really creating a life that you love so that you can be happy and content. That's what's going to attract your Mr. Right, but even if he never shows up, you're gonna be happy anyway. I never really thought of myself as a doormat per se, but actually one of my bosses one time accused me of being a doormat with some of our sales managers. And he needed me to toughen up and he was coaching me on how to do that. But then I never really translated that at all to my personal life because of course, you know, as women, we don't want to be difficult or we don't want people to think that we're, you know, witchy or hard to deal with or high maintenance. And so I was always trying to be very flexible and accommodating because I thought that men would like that so that you're not trying to tell them what to do all the time. You know, I took it to the other extreme of like, kind of whatever you want to do is fine. And a lot of people who know me would not describe me as a doormat because when they see me, especially like here, you know, cause this is part of my work. And then when I'm at work, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, bold and, and outgoing. And um, in my personal life, especially in dating relationships, I tone that down. But I, like many women, struggle with, I don't want people to be mad at me. And so many times I will prioritize other people feeling happy over my own happiness. And I'm gonna tell you honestly, I think some of that, I got a little messed up at the time that I was growing up in the church. One of the sayings was, joy stands for Jesus, others, you. You should be last. And that really gave me the idea that I didn't matter and that I needed to put everybody else first. And then on top of that, I thought, well, and other people, especially other Christians, are gonna put me first, right, after Jesus. But I found out real quick that that's not what happens, that it's my job to take care of me because if I'm taking care of you and you're taking care of you, that leaves nobody taking care of me. Let me give you an example of my doormat days. I was dating this guy and I really liked him. He was a deer hunter and I live in a small southern town. Deer hunting is really big around here. 
And when we talk about deer hunting, I mean, these guys will be, I don't mean get up at 4 a.m. I mean, they're already up and they're in the deer stand at 4 a.m. to hunt before work. And then they'll go back out in the deer stand that evening and be in the deer stand from like 5 p.m. until, you know, whenever. And if you've never been in a deer stand, it's basically just a wooden platform on stilts. Okay, so it's not comfortable. There's not a toilet there. You know, they, they might bring a cooler or a thermos or something with them, but this isn't like lounge around comfort time. So anyway, I had a Saturday night dinner date with this guy. So he said, okay, well, I'm gonna go hunting, but I'm gonna be done in time and I'll come get you at 6.30. And I was like, okay, that's great. 6.30 is good, I'll see you then, have fun. Well, then he calls at around six and says, oh, I need to move it till seven. And then he calls again and says, well, I really need 7.30. And then he didn't actually even show up until closer to 8.30. Now, I'm not a late eater. I like to eat early and I've never been a fan of nine or 10 p.m. dinners ever. Now, today I would handle this situation totally differently, but back when I was a doormat, here's what I did. I opened up the door. Hey, did you have fun? Did you have a good time? You know, oh yeah, sorry I was late. It's okay. And it wasn't okay. I was not okay with it. And then a couple of months later, he broke up with me because he said that I just wasn't who he thought I was. And I mean, I was like really offended. It really hurt my feelings because I really liked him a lot. And I was talking to my girlfriends about it and I'm gonna tell you, they straightened me out real quick. They were like, uh, yeah, he's right. And we don't like you either when you're dating someone <laughs> because what I would do is I would go from like fun, outgoing, marry with an opinion to this like Stepford girlfriend who was like, whatever you think, whatever you wanna do is fine because I just wanted to be accommodating and I wanted him to like me. And you know, I didn't want anyone to think I was being difficult. And my girlfriends would tell me like when, when we'd all be out like with our guys or something, they told me after this guy broke up with me, they were like, we cannot stand you when you're dating someone. You're so boring, you're not yourself, you don't have an opinion. Yeah, you're not the same person and we can see why he lost interest in you because girl, we're losing interest too. Now, here's how you can tell if you might be a doormat. There's some symptoms you can look out for. And these are all things that I did, so I'm speaking from experience. You dismiss or you maybe even lie about what you think or you feel. In other words, when someone would say, well, I hope it didn't bother you that I was like two hours late picking you up. I would say, no, it's fine. Well, that wasn't true. It wasn't fine and I was upset, but I didn't want to make him feel bad. So I just would lie or dismiss my feelings, doormat. Whether or not you're asked, you don't speak up if something bothers you. You don't set a boundary. You don't want anybody else to be upset. Now it's okay if you're upset but God forbid, nobody else should be upset. You'll tolerate disrespectful behavior, again, because you're not gonna speak up. You allow yourself to be the brunt of the joke. You don't set boundaries because you're afraid other people will be mad at you. You don't understand why nobody seems to really care about your feelings or your needs. And I'm gonna tell you that last one is really huge because why would anyone else care about your feelings or your needs when you don't even care about them. And it's your job 
to take care of your feelings and your needs, okay? And that's something I was really missing out on because I was coming from this place of, you know, Jesus, others, you. And so, you know, in other words, Jesus, others, me, I'm last. And assuming that, well, I'm taking care of you, and so then when I need something, you should be taking care of me. Well, that's, first of all, that's not how things work, and that's not how they're supposed to work, all right? God never said that you shouldn't take care of yourself, that you should just forget about yourself altogether. Now, the Bible does say some things like, you know, consider yourself to be um, less than what you are, but what that verse is referring to is saying, like, don't think of yourself as some big hoity-toity person, like, be willing to serve. But it, it's not saying, you know, just treat yourself like some little worm or a bug, and then everybody else is better than you. No, you're supposed to look out for your own needs and your feelings. And so other people are looking out for their needs and their feelings, and that is fine. You know, your health is your responsibility, and that doesn't just mean your physical health. When we see someone who's in poor health, we don't say, oh, well, you know, it's really your husband's fault because he doesn't make you eat healthy. He doesn't make you go to the gym. No, we understand that our physical health is our responsibility. Well, it's the same with our mental and emotional health. It's my responsibility to identify my needs, identify my feelings, be honest with them, and communicate them. You know, people can't read our minds, and especially when we're not being honest. So, you know, I would be mad because somebody wouldn't realize that they had upset me, but I would act like I wasn't upset. And sometimes when they'd ask me if I was upset, I'd be like, no, I'm fine. So, you know, like you can't get mad at other people when they're not taking care of you because you're not taking care of you. Sherry Argov is the author of two books, um, Why Men Love Bitches and Why Men Marry Bitches. And I don't love the titles only because she uses the term bitch and she explains this in both books. She's using the term bitch as a confident woman who is kind, but who has appropriate boundaries, which by the way, most men find very attractive and very sexy. When they say self-confidence is the most attractive feature a woman can have, they respect and they are attracted to women who have healthy boundaries and who take care of themselves, but they're kind and respectful about it. So a lot of times, you know, when we say, well, she's a bitch, you know, most of us think like, well, I don't want anyone to call me a bitch. And so we think, well, so I'm going to be really nice. And that's what these two books are about, by the way, and I recommend them highly because she talks about how when you play the role of a doormat, you're really devaluing yourself and you make it impossible for a man to respect you or, or value you, cherish you, and he's probably going to be out the door. As women, we value connection and community. And the way that we build that, especially with each other as women, is we agree on things and we compromise. So if one of my girlfriends says to me, hey, let's go get sushi tonight, and I say, well, I don't really want to have sushi. I'd rather go get a salad somewhere. Even if she doesn't really want a salad, she's highly likely to say, okay, we'll go get a salad, you know, because we're going to agree and collaborate. And a lot of times we will subvert our own individual needs for the betterment of the group. That is part of how women are wired 
in our brains, okay? It goes back to the whole hunter-gatherer thing. Well, guess what? Men don't operate like that. That is not how males relate to each other. They really don't compromise so much as they negotiate. And look, one thing that men are really good at is they're very clear on what they will and will not do. You don't need to worry about, well, you know, he always brings me flowers. I wonder if he's doing that because he feels like he has to. Probably not. Men do what they want to do. So women, we do what we don't want to do. For example, if it's your best friend's birthday party and you're really tired and maybe you don't even feel well, you've had a terrible day and you're like, man, I just really want to sit at home tonight on the couch and go to bed early. I, I'm miserable. You're still going to get up and drag yourself to that birthday party. Why? Because she'll be upset if I'm not there. She'll think I'm mad at her. You know, I can just go. Whereas a guy, if that's been his day, he may just text his buddy and be like, dude, I'm having a terrible day and I'm skipping out on your party, bro. I'll take you out for a beer later. You know, if a man doesn't want to do something, he'll, he won't do it. And so that's one huge difference between men and women. So if you're finding yourself that you're being a doormat, now I don't believe the opposite of doormat is bitch, okay? Because sometimes we wanna take that to the extreme and it can turn into like, well, I'm just gonna tell you how it's gonna be. I'm gonna, things are gonna go my way now. Like you don't wanna swing to that place of being mean, but I would say that the opposite of doormat is confident. So here's how I would handle my deer hunter today. We had plans for 6.30 on Saturday night. The first time he called and said, I need to move it to seven, I would have said, let's just reschedule. And then he could make a decision. If he wanted to stay in the deer stand, then we weren't, he wasn't gonna see me. But if he wanted to see me, he needed to be at my house by 6.30. And, and I would have left that up to him. And if he would have said, okay, you know what, let's reschedule, that's cool, that's not a problem. Now, I would not be likely to give him another Saturday night date for a little while because he would have just shown me that I'm blocking off a Saturday night for him and he's gonna go sit in a deer stand, which that's cool, but I'm not gonna sit at home on a Saturday night when other people are asking me out. So, you know, next time you ask me out, I'm not gonna give you Saturday night again. You, you can get a different night. Because listen, if he'd had tickets to an NFL game and had to be at that game at 6.30, he would have been there. So no problem. If boyfriend was telling me, well, I need more time for my deer hunting, great, no problem. I'm going to help you with more time. And when I got cured of my doormat-ism, uh, I have done things like if a man says, well, I'll be there at 7 to pick you up, and it's 7.20 and he's not there, I leave. And I've had more than one panicked phone call where it's, I'm at your house, where are you? Your car's gone. Like, yeah, I, I decided to leave and go get something to eat because you were supposed to be at my house at seven. Oh, I was running late. Well, see, who doesn't have a cell phone with them 24 seven? Most people sleep with it like right on their chest these days. So when a man is running late, he can't text you or give you a call, please. And I mean, I'm not a jerk about it. I'm like, yeah, I just left, I was hungry. <laughs> but my point is that being a doormat is not gonna get you what you want in your life. And since I have reformed from my former doormat ways, I had a boss who was helping me with some of that at work. But when I also started improving that in my personal life, I will tell you that I started to see a big change in how men related to me. Um, they respected me more, and I'm talking about male colleagues, um, 
guys I dated, men in my family, the dynamic really changed. And also because then I wasn't walking around with my feelings hurt and being resentful, I was communicating in a nice, respectful way. Hey, that wasn't cool. Hey, why did you say that? That doesn't work for me. Or I don't wanna do that, I'd rather do this. And listen, part of having a wonderful life is you gotta stand up for yourself, okay? You have to put yourself in that number one position. Now that can be difficult if you're going through a heartbreak. And if that's your situation, you might wanna check out our ABCs of Healing. It's a free video where I show you how to recover from heartbreak so you can get on with your wonderful life. And you can get that immediately if you go to bit.ly forward slash ABCs of Healing. And Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue. And we wanna hear from you. I wanna know from you, are you a doormat? Or have you been a doormat in the past? Put that in the comments and let us know how you feel. You can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. We post a new blog there every Friday. You may wanna get on our newsletter list. We have some cute merchandise there for you to check out at wonderfullife.com. And thanks for watching and we'll see you next time right here on Wonderful Life.